This is the Pearls and Swine podcast, giving hope and healing to those who are under toxic leadership, whether that's in the home or in the workplace. Well, I have had a lot of discussions with people over the years about how image is very important to toxic uh, toxic leadership or organizations. And this blog was intended as an opportunity to talk about some of those aspects because it, it's a sure sign of toxic leadership when image is so important that they'll do anything to keep it. And we've seen a, a run of that of late as stories of abuse have come out. Organizations don't want to admit it. And it's because they've got to keep their image. So let me let me begin. Imaging leadership when image is more important than anything. One of the surest ways to kill a t- an organization is to be driven by image. One of the surest ways to identify a toxic leader is to find one that is driven by image. The Bible is replete with examples, and the modern business and Christian organization world is full of them. It is a huge temptation for any organization that feels more dependent on donor funds than on God. Only in the Christian organization, it is spun as being an example for Christ. In other words, truth does not really matter. What really matters is if appearances are kept up for the public. Then Christ is glorified. And it just so happens the money flows better that way. Contributions roll in unabated. But Jesus never told his people to fake it until you make it. In fact, he most commonly called those who do hypocrites. And that was not a positive assessment of their spiritual state. You can look at Matthew 6, where Jesus is speaking on the mount. King Saul reigned in Israel approximately 1021 to 1000 BC. He was their first king, which is a story in itself that I'm not going to discuss here. At one point, he was told by the prophet Samuel to attack Amalek. He did as commanded by the Lord, but though being told to destroy everything and everybody, Saul spared the king and held on to the best of the sheep and oxen. Samuel came to Saul, having been told by the Lord, in quote, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. That's in 1 Samuel 15.10. As Samuel confronted him, Saul immediately began shifting the blame to the people. Samuel told him the Lord was stripping him of his kingship, and Saul responded, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me that I may bow before the Lord your God. That's in 1 Samuel 15.30. I have sinned. It sounds like he got it right. But then listen to those words that follow. Honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel. See, Saul's image is of greatest importance here. His confession is only a ploy to please the prophet. 
His desire for honor far outweighs his relationship with the Lord. Samuel seems to think so as well. He tells Saul that he will not return with him and walks away. However, Saul won't stand for it and grabs the prophet's robe, tearing it. Samuel, in turn, uses Saul's disrespectful action as a metaphor and tells Saul that God is tearing his kingdom away from him just as he tore Samuel's robe. Saul is a good, or shall we say evil, example of the image-driven pastor, organizational leader, or business CEO. The Lord does not look on outward appearances, 2 Corinthians 5.12, and you will never get away with being driven by an image rather than the real deal. God sees through that. God knows your character through and through. You cannot put on airs with Jesus like you do for your, for your adoring public. Jesus will bring it to light at some point. If you have the opportunity to join an organization that seems to have it all together and never airs its dirty laundry, run. It is unhealthy and it is hypocritical. If you have the opportunity to join an organization that seems to have it all together and tells you all the ways that it does ministry better than anyone else, run. It is unhealthy and they are lying. When an organization is driven by image, you can be assured it will do anything to keep that image alive. That means the leaders will lie about wrongdoing, they will crush dissent, they will refuse criticism, even constructive criticism. They will put on a facade for the donors. On a side note, this is of what NDAs are made. NDAs are often intended to keep the image alive through silencing its victims while offering cold cash for the buyout. I worked for a mission agency like this. I watched it in action, and I drank the Kool-Aid for several years. I am not above being sucked in. My wife had to confront me in her very gracious way following a missions conference when I came away all blustery about how our mission was so much better than all those other missions. It was less than a year later that all that image crumbled before me and we left the mission beaten and bruised by the toxic leadership. It is insidious. Don't take part in it. It will kill you. There's a, a very helpful book I would encourage you to read or actually the dissertation of Wade Mullen. Uh, you can find it on, on my website on the Pearls and Swine and on the blog, on this particular blog, and you can download a free PDF of, of his dissertation that talks about image. Thank you for listening to the Pearls and Swine podcast. We seek to bring hope and healing to those under toxic leadership, whether in the home, the church, or the workplace. If you find our podcasts and blogs helpful, consider giving to the cost of production. My name is Kelly Daynert, and I produce the podcast. The music you heard is called Finally, a song I wrote a number of years ago. It is performed by Mingoli, an African ensemble from Malawi. <laughs>